Everybody, welcome to another Radio Vice Online podcast. Today's podcast will feature Soundoff sister, former federal prosecutor, and first woman law partner at the largest law firm in South Florida. Um, it'll feature Barbara Vicewich and also um, Robert Vicewich reporting on the Georgia Senate results. What happened there? Why the Republicans lost again? And finally, we'll also hear from a Heritage Foundation expert on illegal border crossings in the United States, hitting a record all-time high of 2.76 million illegal immigrants crossing the border. Can I and, show you something for a second? And we want to know, wait a second, can I, what really frosts my mug is this. During the president, the president has asked this question by a Fox News reporter. Why, why go to a border state and not visit the border? Because the more important thing going on, they're going to invest billions of dollars in a new enterprise. Because he didn't visit the border because there are more important things than the border going on. So, Jane, you have border crossings hitting a record illegal amount. Okay, can I guys show you something? I'm going to be 54. That's me. <laughs> just saying. It just it just popped on. It just it just popped on. Uh, your thoughts? We have record illegal border crossings, and the president. Oh, it's not illegal says, border crossing. The they're they're but migrants. Is, but the president says I got more important things. Yeah, to do like than ice that. cream. Is that where he went? Yeah. So he, he stopped went, in an ice cream shop. He went, he went to stop at the border. He went to ice cream parlor. He's he's uh, him and Nancy Pelosi this takes and their ice cream. This takes huge cashews. I oh, know it doesn't. Why why go to a he border? He doesn't have border. Because the more important thing going on, they're going to invest billions of dollars. He'd gone to Albuquerque, I think it was, when he's he just he'd been he's in got more important things to do. More important things to do than visit the border. And of course, what can he find out at the border? Well, we'll be talking to the Heritage Foundation. Uh like the that. murdered. Um, the um, the border patrol Agents. officer. Yep, he was murdered. He was murdered. Yep. Because we have all these uh, peaceful people crossing the border. So when Donald Trump said, "You're sending us your shit show from Mexico," they mm. are sending us our sh the shit show from Mexico. Mm -hmm. Your murderers and your rapists and your criminals—that's who you're sending. So I know that. Donald Trump took a lot of grief for that, but once again, he was right, wasn't he? I know he's not on your A-list anymore, but... Um, no, he's not. Um, I don't know what... Um, what would undo that, unfortunately. I, I wish... Um, I wish he would just shut the hell up sometimes. We wished that for a long time before but at this point we have a candidate from florida in a short amount of time we're going to be talking to erwin dwinwell okay and she's going to be from the heritage foundation and she is her border and immigration expert you're going to be talking to your sister um barbara first mm -hmm. okay but she'll be talking about the border crisis and the cause to the border crisis That'll be a great interview. Well, the the problem with the border crisis is um, they were they were preventing um, the the 
demagogues, whatever you want to call them, were preventing um, President Trump from finishing the border. They were preventing, they were fighting him. They were on the wall. Yeah, they were fighting him left and right. They were. Um, And they were fighting him on everything. I don't know how this man, I don't know how this man is not tired. Not just tired. uh, He's been, I believe, indicted on tax fraud charges in New York City. Well, you have that. And then um, they were trying to prevent him from um, talking on, uh, um, what's the... uh, Twitter. Twitter, thank you very much. Well, that's going to change with him. Musk now in charge. It's just ridiculous. What they're doing is just crazy. And um, we were letting them. Um, and let me tell you something. We're not letting them. I just um, I was just on a uh, phone with Dwin- the school again. Excuse me one second. But Aaron Dwinwell will be talking about the, co- border, the cost of the border crisis, which he says finally awaken the left. I doubt anything will awaken I the cannot left. find where to share anywhere. Anyways, I was on a phone with the school again because my kids were uh, being uh, bullied. I will not put up with that. I will not put up with any of that. Both my kids are girls. Uh, you will not get away with that. Anyways, go ahead. Um, and the New York Post headline is same thing. Biden says he won't go to the U.S. border because of more important things. Well, what is more important than that? We are shipping people from the border to Martha's, Martha's Vineyard. Vineyard. How do What's you more important than that, Martha's Vineyard? Um, well, <laughs> didn't he just have a... Um, oh, what about the Maine Lobster? What about the Maine Lobster? What about it? The main lobster that he was uh, trying to prohibit? I wasn't prohibiting it. it Who was? Whole sure. Foods? Whole Foods was. Oh, is that it? That's it. Okay. Um, well, I, I would like. But because there's three. I know they put restrictions on. There is three. The environmentalists have put restrictions on. The, do you want to know what's going on? Or yeah. Not? Okay, Can the I environmentalists have put restrictions Do you on know lobstering. why? Do you know why? Saying that the area is being you, over-lobstered. Do you know why? Why? Because there's three whales. Oh, that's that, right. They were saying being this, caught in the lobster pots, lobster traps. Although I don't know how a whale can get caught in a lobster trap. Well, they get entangled. The they get tangled. In the lines. But I don't know how it's uh, how it has to do with the um, cage. For, doesn't have anything. To do, well, the cages are all attached to lines which are attached boys on the surface, and a fish slams through that line, it might get tangled. It's we not a fish. It's a, a mammal. Yeah, it's a mammal. But if a mammal, or any mammal, or any any uh, sea creature swam through that area, it would it could get entangled. But in the case of a whale, they drown. They would. Yeah, like the... Because um, they're mammals. The stupid... Sea- no. But now we're getting far afield. Once again, we get way <laughs> off topic. Okay, get into your topic. I want to get back into the topic. I cannot share. Anybody that can share, please do. I can't. You can't even see the video. I can't. No. Um, Just get on a topic, please. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Barbara's going to be coming on to be talking about the legal consequences of the Twitter files that have been released. 
Elon Musk said that he would um, release how the uh, Twitter was Twitter was um, what censoring conservative points of view on on Twitter, and they also get censored the Hunter Biden laptop story that was being heralded in the New York Post. All those stories were prohibited from being aired. And we'll get into that in a little bit with Barbara as to who was behind that. But here's what Tucker Carlson had to say about it. On Friday, is that big tech works aggressively and in secret with government agencies to subvert the outcome of what the rest of us assumed were free and fair elections. During the 2020 election, Twitter did this with the help of the FBI, committing censorship on behalf of one candidate while working to hurt the other candidate. It is hard to imagine a more brazen attack on our democracy than this. This is not how our system is. In, uh, in fact, what was done was illegal. A government agency cannot prohibit free speech, and even if they're not the ones directly prohibiting free speech, if you encourage a private organization to do it, it's the same thing as the government. Barbara will explain that shortly, that anybody out there who says that Twitter can censor anybody they want, well, they might be able to do that. We'll get into it with Barbara, but they can't do it in the way that Twitter was doing it with not just Twitter, but Facebook as well. And what we're finding out from the Twitter files, apparently, is that the FBI is putting pressure on, on Twitter to not run the uh, Hunter Biden story, which was just before the Biden-Trump election. Supposed to work. In fact, it's illegal. What Twitter did is a violation of the First Amendment, as well as of a... It's absolutely right. He's, Tucker is absolutely right on this. What Twitter did was a violation of the First Amendment. And I'd love to hear what you guys have to think about this. That's why the left is going so crazy. They had the media all to themselves. You can't even get into the comments section. Yes, you can. You're there. If you can put the number, that would be And great. then what? 860-996-0308. Can you say it any faster? 860-888-2101. Faster. 888 Two one zero one, eight six zero eight 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 two one zero one, eight six zero eight 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 two one zero one. If you guys want to give us a call and test out the line, we haven't plugged it in yet. It isn't going to help us very much. Now it's plugged in. So if you want to give us a call and test the line for us, that'd be great, Neil. If you're out there, eight six zero. 888-2101. 888-2101. We got a phone call on here just before we go to well, the Well, I thought you system. had comments and um you were interrupting me with my so, stupid crap. Um I just want to stay on topic today if we can. Okay, what's your topic? The topic is uh, whether Twitter and Facebook were violating the First Amendment. Well, what's the, what's the guy's name? James? Uh, is it James or John? Um, Which guy are you talking about? The guy that was censoring things on... Um, oh, Mark Zuckerberg on Facebook? No, who just bought the other line. I don't know. Who okay, I I guess I don't know what you're talking about either. Twitter. It was being censored. 
Yeah, it was, but apparently, but with the help of the FBI, Barbara will explain that one to me. I don't really understand it. But as Tucker Carlson said that what was going on the was CEO, illegal. CEO of Twitter. Was right? censoring what was being released or what was on not being. That was Twitter, yes. And also on Facebook, I'll play the Zuckerberg bike. Here's, okay. here's what Mark Zuckerberg had to say to uh, in a, I'm not sure, I can't remember, I can remember the name of the podcast. Um, I'll get it in a second. But here's Mark Zuckerberg about Facebook. How do you guys handle things? Oh, it's a Joe Rogan podcast. They're a, a big news item that's controversial. Like, there was a lot of attention on Twitter during the election because of the Hunter Biden laptop story. The New York yeah, we Post. have that too. Yeah, so you guys censored that as well? So we took a different path than Twitter. Um, I mean, basically, the background here yeah, but that's is Facebook. the FBI, we I think, basically came to us. And some, some folks on our team, I was like, hey... Um, just so you know, like you should be on high alert. There was the, we we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump of of um, uh, that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. So our protocol is different from Twitter's. What Twitter did is they said you can't share this at all. Um, we didn't do that. What, what we do is we have. Um, if something is reported to us as potentially um, misinformation, important misinformation, we we also so in this case the FBI actually came to Facebook and said, "Look, we think this is disinformation, and don't publish it." And he said, "In Facebook's case, we let them publish it, and we also let them share it." As in Twitter's case, where they said you can't publish or share it at all. So he said we took a different approach, even though the FBI came to them and warned them that the Hunter laptop story was probably Russian disinformation. So the FBI got involved. The FBI got involved. That's the difference here. When the minute the FBI got involved, that it became a government entity trying to um, assuage uh, first, first, first Amendment rights of people. So if you wanted to tweet about the Hunter Biden laptop, they prevented you, Jane. If you wanted to, or if you wanted to actually do a post on Facebook, you couldn't, even though it was a front-page story in the New York Post, a bombshell front-page story, obviously, because it talked about money going to Hunter Biden, but always 10% had to go to the big guy. And Bob Belinsky, uh, Hunter Biden's partner, said the big guy was Joe Biden. Well, the big guy was Plugs. Plugs had to get his 10%. Of every cut, so the Biden family got their money. The Biden got family got rich on selling access first to the vice president, then to the president. And somebody's got to go to jail for this. Wouldn't you agree? Give me a call. Let me know. Let me know what you think. Don't you think somebody should go to jail? And don't you think it's worthy of an investigation in the House at least, if not the Senate? Should be worth an investigation, I would think. It's six zero eight 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 two one zero one eight 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 two one zero one. Call Barbara, please. Okay, I'll give Barbara a call. I, I don't think it's too soon. I'll give her a call on her home line.
Hello. Barbara, it's Jim and Jane Weisich. You're alive. Hi, Jim and Jane. Hi, Barbara. Barbara Weisich is a former assistant U.S. attorney in the South District of Florida or Miami. And Barbara, we have you on for your expertise in this one, in the Twitter case. Can you tell us what's being released now by, right now on Twitter, about Twitter? Can you give us a background on the story? Sure, Jim. Uh, this, this keeps getting curiouser and curiouser, as they say. When um, Musk took over Twitter, he was concerned, among other things, that there was censorship going on and that Twitter posts would be put up and taken down immediately by Twitter employees. So he began to investigate whether that was true or not. And lo and behold, surprise, surprise, it was true. So Musk, not exactly a shy guy, uh, decided that he would release this information to the press. And what do so you know the press, so far? Well, we, what we know so far is this pertains to the Hunter Biden laptop and the payments that are from Ukraine and China uh, to the Biden family. And the story that showed that from the New York Post, and it was clearly censored by, uh, by, uh, by Twitter, but here's the fascinating part. Based on the documents that have been released, we know that the Biden campaign, the Democrat National Committee, and the FBI went to Twitter once they found out that the um, New York Post story about the Hunter laptop was going to be released and told Twitter, Twitter ah, maybe this is disinformation. Uh, Barbara, maybe the computer was hacked. Barbara, the FBI had the computer at that point, so they knew that it wasn't disinformation. They, knew. They, they, they had it for an entire year. And here's what's interesting about how the FBI found out that um, the story was going to be published. Uh, going back even further, the repair shop owner uh, gave um, the laptop to the FBI in, in 2019. And after a while, when nothing happened, he thought that was strange. So he contacted Rudy Giuliani, one of Trump's attorneys, and said, I have a copy of the hard drive that shows Biden receiving payments from from uh, China and Ukraine, and uh, would and you like it? And 10% had to go to the big guy. Yes. And Bobolinsky so, told us that the big guy, Bobolinsky, was well, under Biden's Exactly, work. was Joe Biden. So in the any event... In any event, uh, New York, uh, Rudy Giuliani had it. He gave it to the New York Post and knew that um, and was in communication with Miranda Devine of the New York Post about the article she was writing. And when when Rudy found out that the article was going to be published, the FBI found out the same day because believe it or not, 
the FBI had been wiretapping Rudy Giuliani. That's shocking. And well, here's what happened with that. Well, let me, let me uh, play a soundbite for you from last night's Tucker Carlson show on Fox okay. News. Get you to sure. react to it if you would. Here's Tucker from last night. No, what we learned on Friday is that big tech works aggressively and in secret with government agencies to subvert the outcome of what the rest of us assumed were free and fair elections. During the 2020 election, Twitter did this with the help of the FBI, committing censorship on behalf of one candidate while working to hurt the other candidate. It is hard to imagine a more brazen attack on our democracy than this. This is not how our system is supposed to work. In fact, it's illegal. It's illegal. What Twitter did is a violation of the First Amendment, as well as of a... Well, no, what we it is, on Friday, it, is it? Right. Um, Twitter is a private okay. company. They can do whatever they want, can't they, Barbara? Yes, they can, Jim. However, the government can't um, uh, stifle speech. Is this and is what we get? The FBI. Let her what? finish. Yes, and that's that's the argument I think that could be made. That um, in this case, Miranda Devine, the reporter. Her story was stifled by Twitter, not because Twitter didn't want to run it, but because basically the Bureau told Twitter not to run it. Now it gets even worse, Jim. The, okay, when, uh, Twitter, assist- when the FBI told Twitter not to run it before you say it gets even worse, the minute the FBI got involved, that made it Ill- an illegal activity? That makes it a violation of free speech, in my mind, if... Um, Twitter carried through on it. In other words, the federal government couldn't have on its own blocked anything on Twitter about the Biden story, but it can't do indirectly via go to Twitter and tell them to block it what it couldn't do directly. So I think there's a good argument that it is a First Amendment violation. Um, and, and here's the interesting, not the interesting, if if the rest of this hasn't been interesting, but the deputy general counsel, uh, for Twitter uh, was the one who made the decision uh, and circulated it among Twitter employees to take down anything that had to do with the Hunter Biden laptop, et cetera. Well, that's not illegal. No, it isn't. But let's take it one step further. The deputy general counsel of Twitter was a man by the name of James Baker. Aha. Uh-huh. If that name rings a bell. Yeah, a little bit. He was general counsel to the FBI under James Comey. Mm. He was forced to leave the FBI because of his fired. involvement. He just got fired, too, didn't he? Yeah, well, he, w- he was forced to leave the FBI because of involvement in Russia collusion mess. Um, and then as Deputy <laughs> General Counsel of Twitter, um, Musk just fired him this past weekend. And the reason he was fired, I mean, could anything be uglier? But the reason he was fired was Trump directed him to release certain emails to um, the reporters that were covering this story. And what Baker did is he kind of censored them before they were released so that we made sure that there wasn't anything really derogatory about the FBI in them. 
That's, Musk found that out, insane. and he apparently lost it. So, ah, the, talk about nefarious. This, if you tried to write a novel and, and this was the plot, nobody would believe it. It's a good one. It would be a good novel, actually. Well, it would be. Sadly, it's true. Um, yeah. So, in any event, uh, I, really, and so <clears throat> I, I think we're going to, well, we also know, and I just throw this in, um, from an interview with Mark uh, um, Zuckerberg of oh. Facebook, that... Let me play a portion <laughs> of that interview before you continue. Here it okay. It's with Joe Rogan, the Joe Rogan podcast. How do you guys handle things when they're a, a big news item that's controversial? Like, there was a lot of attention on Twitter during the election because of the Hunter Biden laptop story, the New yeah, York Yeah, we Post. have that too. Yeah, so you guys censored that as well? So we took a different path than Twitter. Um, I mean, basically, the background here is the FBI, I think, basically came to us. Some some folks on our team. I was like, hey, um, just so you know, like you should be on high alert. There was the, we we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump of of um, uh, uh, that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. So our protocol is different from Twitter's. What Twitter did is they said you can't share this at all. Um, we didn't do that. What, what we do is we have, um, if something is reported to us as potentially um, misinformation, important misinformation, we we also have this third-party fact-checking program because we don't want to be deciding what's true and false. And oh, that's our, for the, so idealistic of them, isn't it? What He's is my hero? What is misinformation? Um, what is you know, um, Jane? I was going to ask your audience the same question. It seems to me that if the FBI if the FBI thought that um, the information on the um, Hunter Biden laptop was a lie, they should say it's a lie mm -hmm. or it's not true. Mm -hmm. But gradually, this concept of misinformation and disinformation has crept into our language. And I'm not sure anybody knows what it is, mm -hmm. except when you hear it, you think, oh, my God, something illegal is going on here. It's and so that you, it's, it's a perfectly valid question. Uh, so in any event, uh, what we know is that that both uh, Twitter and Facebook were contacted by the Bureau, among others, uh, and basically lied to, told that the, the laptop was hacked and it was misinformation and disinformation, and the FBI knew it was true. It's just, you know, do you, do, you, do you remember where the laptop started, by the way? Um, Biden, what's his name? Boo -boo. Hunter Biden. Biden. Hunter. Yeah, <laughs> whatever his name is. Um, he dropped it off at a repair shop. Yeah, and never picked it up. And never picked it up. And uh, this guy was freaked out after he opened the in disinformation. 
Um, yes, opened the disinformation and gave it to the Bureau because yeah. he thought there could be some national security implications. Remember, he gave this to the Bureau in 2019, yep. way before the election. Right. And the laptop indicates that the Biden family was getting a lot of money from both China and Ukraine. So the repair shop guy thought, hmm, there could be some national security implications here, so I'm Don't. giving it to the FBI. May I, may Little I? did he know that the FBI was going to do nothing with it. Barbie, you may, uh, this no, song, no, right? no, you stop it. Information laundering is really quite ferocious. It's when a huckster takes some lies and makes them sound I cannot get a word Sorry, go ahead, Jay. No, I just would like to point out um, the um, Ukraine. Do you know how many Russians are there in Ukraine that are trying to turn the country over? Um, just, just, just the point. It's just the point. People don't understand that there's a lot of Russians living living in Ukraine. Oh, and sure. That that part of the world, the people moved from point A to point B, yeah. and then all of a sudden somebody created a country, and, and they were kind of trapped on one side or the other. So it isn't as black and white as, no, it's not. as one would say America is. And well the, um, well, the other thing is, did you know that um, our country, um, our... Um, our country is sending weapons to uh, Ukraine, but they're cutting them. They're not cutting them, they're disabling them. They're disabling them. Did you know that? We're sending them weapons, but we're disabling them so they can't fire rockets from Ukraine into Moscow. Did you know that? Well, I, I, I know that we, we've tried to walk a fine line here. Mm. We'll give you weapons to defend yourself, but we don't want to give you weapons that you can use to attack Russia. <laughs> well, th then what's the point? Well, Anyways, but that's, like, that's the deal. We, we, we don't, it's almost as if, well, Ukraine gave so much money to the Biden family, well, there's something has to be given back in return. <laughs> You know that's pretty scary when you get right down to it. Um, um, are we gonna get Are we gonna get oil or anything from Ukraine? Maybe, possibly. Not likely. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, play the song. Play it. Just play. Uh, Barbara. Well, this is Nina Yankovic. You remember who she oh, was, right? I know the Ministry of Information. <laughs> Put this out on YouTube. Information laundering is really quite ferocious It's when a huckster takes some lies and makes them sound precocious By saying them in Congress or a mainstream outlet So disinformation or a less atrocious Well, she's not well, a... <laughs> she's pretty good fortunately, fortunately, the Department of Homeland Security came out after that and said No, 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 we're not really going to create a department of mis- or disinformation <laughs> However, Congress did some investigating of that, and, and they said, found out that DHS is still doing it through the back door. And they have been meeting. They've had two meetings already, I understand. Yeah, and so this concept of only things that the government approves uh, can be mentioned on social media is becoming more and more and more real. Uh, Jim, I think if... I think if um, if Elon Musk releases more information from Twitter, I think we'll find the same thing happened 
with those who went on Twitter um, to criticize either Dr. Fauci or uh, the CDC or our approach toward COVID. Many of those um, uh, tweets were were taken down. I'm sorry, but we have to say goodbye. We have another guest from the Heritage Foundation about to come on. You're you're okay. You're You're great. You're the bestest. Barbara, take a bow. The crowd loved you. Thank you, Goodbye, Barbara. Jim and Jane. Barbara is we'll a former talk to you federal soon. prosecutor. Barbara, thank you for She's joining us. She's the best. Explain Twitter. Okay, bye, bye, folks. Bye. bye. Anyway, so you go get online. Do you have the phone I do. number? I hope. Erin Dwindle. I don't know how she pronounces it. Dwindle or Dwindle? We'll find out. We'll ask her. Hey, Tommy, what's up? You type no. in. My, my fingers are too big or something. Okay, where is the number? Just type in Erin. I put her in there. E-R-I-N. She'll show up. Okay. That's oh, it. it's not even the right way. Anyway. Yeah, I only have it in one ear. Oh, no. Hello, this is Erin. Erin, this is Jim and Jane Weisvich. You've joined our podcast live. Thank you for joining us. Let me introduce Erin for you guys. Erin is in charge of, she's a research associate with the Heritage Foundation, and her expertise is a border and illegal immigration as well. Aaron, I have a question for you. I want to get, we'll start right out by getting you to respond to a soundbite, if you, if you don't mind. Can I play this sure. for you? And hear what you have to say about it. Hopefully I got okay. the right one here. I was all set. Yeah, he was. Do you have a Christmas tree up yet? I do. Oh, excellent. Me too. <laughs> It's the first thing I do after Thanksgiving. Excellent. Yeah. This is a question that was being shouted to the president as he was heading toward Marine One to fly out of the White House. So the rain is kind of getting in the way, but I think you can hear the reporter pretty well. And Biden had just returned from the southern border states. In this case, he was returning from New Mexico, I believe, Albuquerque. Why Why go to a border state and not visit the border? Because there's more important thing going on. They're going to invest billions of dollars in a new enterprise. Mr. President, uh, the power outages in North Carolina. I don't know. I'm, we're, Do you have any idea who's behind it? No, we don't. Because there are more important things going on, Aaron. No, I would argue that the border crisis is maybe the number one threat right now to our national sovereignty, to our national security. What's your reaction when you hear President say that, though? I I think he is either completely out of touch or he simply doesn't care about the country. He doesn't care Uh, about our citizens. Do you think he's completely out of... Maybe no one's informed him? Completely out of his mind, maybe, perhaps. (laughs) Perhaps. I think that's the only answer. How bad bad is it along the border right now? That's one of the reasons I brought you on. I was hoping you could tell us. Absolutely. So it's getting worse and worse every day, every month that um, the numbers come out of illegal crossings at the border. 
We see records being set under this administration. Um, we've hit nearly 250,000 in one month at this point. It's um, the highest number of illegal immigrants in our nation's history coming in every single day, every single month. I'm sorry, um, you, you you call them illegal immigrants. You don't call them migrants. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know <laughs> that. Kidding. I'm just kidding. It depends on who you ask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we wonder why all of a sudden Fox News is calling them migrants. Are they migrants or are they illegal immigrants? Well, I mean, <laughs> there is quite, quite literally um, under the Immigration and Nationality Act, they're aliens. They're illegal aliens. And aliens just mean somebody who's not a citizen of the United States. It's mm -hmm. as simple as that. Not necessarily UFO kind of aliens. <laughs> So, Aaron, I'm sorry, Aaron. Go ahead. One, of, one of the articles you wrote is that there is a great cost to the country with this, with this illegal immigration that's taking place. And do you have a number? Do you have a dollar figure on the cost to the country? Oh, the dollar. Well, I don't have a total dollar amount nationally. Um, we see it increasing every single day, though, um, especially in uh, large Democrat-run cities, uh, sanctuary cities as we might have heard them called, like New York or Chicago. Um, healthcare costs, for example, are through the roof. I think in one month, New York City burned through like six months worth of their budget for healthcare for illegal immigrants. Wow. Um, yeah, so it, it's absolutely ridiculous. The economic costs um, of, you know, welfare programs that go to illegal immigrants, um, schooling for aliens to bring in their children. Um, it's just not uh, not sustainable for our economy. It's not sustainable for the hardworking people uh, who are citizens of this country, who pay taxes, and who go to work every day to support their families. They can't support multiple families. Erin, <laughs> are you telling me that they get free stuff when they come here? No, wait a minute. Wait a second. Before you ask this question, I'm going to... I have a question. Um, actually... I I had to call the school. Um, I have twins, and they were told that um, Joe Biden is paying for their lunches. And you know what my response was, right? No, I'm paying for the lunches. I'm paying for his salary. I'm paying for all of those buggers' salaries. And um, you're gonna tell me that he's paying for my kids' lunches? Yeah, they actually told the kids that Joe Biden was paying for their school lunches. So the lunches would be free, 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 free. I think back to when I was a child learning the basics of economics. And I remember my dad telling me money doesn't grow on trees. Money doesn't ah, grow on trees. There you go. Well, it has to come from somewhere. And it seems like the adults in this country would do well to remember that. Mm -hmm. When the president or the government is paying for something, quote unquote, it's really you, the taxpayer. Exactly. And, and they need to it. they need to remember this because I've been through the board of education and I've been through the uh, school system. She's one of those I, moms. I am I am I am the uh, illegal. What do you call those? Uh, the the um. You're a domestic. Terrorist. I am the domestic terrorist. The birthing <laughs> unit. I am whatever you want to call it. But I lost my vocal cords. Uh, upon um, fighting with these morons, she was one of those that moms don't Aaron, understand. That you saw on TV that, that stood up you will not, the school board. You will not take me on. You will not take me on. Aaron, I want to introduce you one more time to our audience and why you're here. Aaron, how do I pronounce your last name? Dwinell. 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 Aaron Dwinell. 
who is a research associate with the Heritage Foundation. And very pretty girl, by the way. <laughs> We're looking at your picture right now on the Heritage website. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm flattered. <laughs> you don't have to be flattered. You are pretty. Anyway, we have a link to it on the. Uh, we'll have a link to it on the podcast website at radioadviceonline.com. Aaron, so um, what you're finding is that the border crisis gets worse e each and every day. And the, when the president says he doesn't have to see the border, he's got more important things to do. That's completely out of touch with reality. Is that what you were saying? Absolutely. And I think it's a dereliction of duty as well, both on the part of the president and on the part of his whole administration, especially the Secretary of Homeland Security, Mayorkas. Um, it's his duty to secure the homeland. That's quite literally his number one job. Um, and this administration's disregard for the crisis at the border and the threats that we face due to mass illegal immigration um, is complete dereliction of their duty. Now, Mayorkas testified, I'm sorry, I didn't download that soundbite for you, but Mayorkas testified before Congress saying that the border was secure. That's not true at all, is it? It's not. Again, I think um, I think with Mayorkas, it's a little different. I don't think he's so out of touch with reality as the president is. I think he's simply lying. Um, and I don't know what's That's worse. That's a little harsh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, Aaron, um, the uh, guards that were uh, riding horses around and the, whipping uh, the uh, border and uh, supposedly whipping, whipping the what happened with those people, aliens. do you know? So the, the latest that I've heard, and for those who, who may not have followed the story closely, um, the president himself, uh, the press secretary, the secretary of Homeland Security accused Border Patrol agents of whipping migrants at the border. Um, it was a completely false narrative mm -hmm. made up um, based on uh, one still shot, uh, one picture, and it was disproven that they were quote-unquote whipping the migrants even before the story came out. Yet this administration, again, the president and the secretary themselves went on live television accusing their own Border Patrol agents of mistreating migrants. Um, those agents were put on you know, administrative leave. They had to go through investigations. Their careers were on the line, their very livelihoods. Um, and our, um, our organization, the Heritage Foundation, has been very involved in um, kind of advocating for these agents. Um, the oversight project that we have here has come out with a lot of details. So you guys have been advocating for them? Yes, yes. Have you cleared their um, names yet? Uh, I, I don't think, as far as I know, an apology has not been issued. There's really been no acknowledgement on the part of the administration that they lied about these these agents. Um, so, unfortunately, nothing has really been done to make up for the lies and the slander. What about the agent? What about the agent that just got killed today? Mm, that's another terrible, sad story. Um, these people put their lives on a line all the time cops um all these people and and he just uh he just lost his life he's he has two kids right um yeah it's, it's just heartbreaking it is it's heartbreaking and i think a lot of us as americans i mean my, 
myself, my own father was in law enforcement for his entire career. I come from a police and military family. Mm. These are the folks that protect us every day. These border patrol agents are down at the border trying desperately to do their jobs to protect and secure and, uh, the homeland. You see this video, let me explain to what you were watching. These border agents who are simply writing what's called writing Western or Western writing, and you use your reins to direct the horse. They were That's of, correct. They were going back and forth with the rain. It looked like they were whipping the horse, and they weren't even whipping the horse. Well, That's you, correct. You're not whipping the horse. You're guarding the horse. And you're hitting the left and the right. That's called riding western. But but you're not whipping it. You're guiding it. Okay, so mm -hmm. what are you doing? I just wanted to explain to our audience what what's actually taking place in the video. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So let alone, you know, not mistreating the horse, not mistreating any migrants. Mm -hmm. And they're, com they're completely falsely accused of doing so by their bosses who are supposed to support them. Yeah. And I'll tell you, Aaron, this frosts my mug when I read this in your article. You write this last year in New York. Listen up, everybody. $2.1 billion in state fund paying unemployment and stimulus benefits to illegal aliens was exhausted in three months. $2 billion in payments to illegal aliens was exhausted in three months. That's outrageous that our taxpayer money was, go was going to pay stimulus funding to illegal aliens. Why would mm -hmm. that, how could they get away with that? Well, I have, I have no idea who, who thought this was a good idea, but it's interesting that some of this is coming full circle now. We have the mayors of places like New York City and Washington, D.C., again, these blue Democrat-run cities, uh, sanctuary cities in many cases. Suddenly, when the border crisis makes it to their city, their state, they realize that they can't support all these illegal immigrants and they want to send them elsewhere, right? These are the policies that create the border crisis in the first place encouraging illegal immigration, encouraging uh, non-citizens to come to into our communities and get benefits that taxpayers are paying for. And then when it hits home for these people in New York City, in Washington, D.C., in Chicago, suddenly they realize, oh, shoot, yeah, millions of dollars are burned through in three months. Maybe we can't support this. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not getting any of that money, and I'm um, actually not working right now because I'm um, with Jim. Um, Jim is um, disabled, so um, he's supporting the whole household. Um, but I'm not seeing any of that towards, you know, towards me. Oh, that's right. right. You know what I mean? Um, he's not getting any COVID relief funds. We're talking with Aaron yes. Dwinnell, a uh, research associate with the Heritage Foundation. Her expertise is border and immigration. And Aaron, thank, I want to thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much. I hope You're you have a very, very Merry Christmas. And yeah. I hope you Thanks can join us again. Take a bow. Hopefully you um, have fun. There you go. Thank you both very much. Thank you so much. You're awesome. Aaron, you're the best. Aaron Dwinnell. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Okay. Um, get your brother. I will in a second. She was very good. She was excellent. Very good. Did you hang up? Yep. Okay, we're going to be talking to the Sound Up brother, 
who lives in Georgia about what what they happened with that election. Yeah, that was very. Uh... Why Herschel Walker just disappeared. Okay. Uh, you're gonna have to type the name in for me because my I keep re mistyping it. Just type Robert. Then we'll, we'll call Robert and ask him what happened to the Herschel Walker, Walker election and why Herschel didn't get elected, even though the governor. You're late, you know. I'm late calling him. Mm -hmm. You think he left? I'm here. Robert? Uh, hi, Mr. Vicevich. Jim and Jane, you're live on our podcast right now, talking to tens of thousands. <laughs> How are you? How are you? We're good. How are you? The reason Great. we're calling Robert, not just because he's my brother, but also because he lives in Atlanta. And has lived in Atlanta for how many years now, Robert? Uh, geez, long time. 25, maybe. Why did you, why did you move there? How, or, what, you were going to school in Florida, right? So what made you go to Great. Atlanta? No job opportunity. That's the way it always is. So Robert, um, what we're trying to find out is why Urgent Walker got fewer votes in this election than he did in the general election. What happened down there? What happened to the to the Republican Republican candidate? Well, Urgent Walker ran a horrible campaign and. Uh, uh, Raphael Warnock ran a great campaign. I mean, he had, uh, uh, Warnock had plenty of money. They saturated the uh, airwaves, radio, TV, with uh, Warnock ads. They had attack ads on Herschel Walker and, and pro-Warnock ads. And Walker's campaign didn't respond. Came down to money, they, didn't it? I mean, the... Uh, the oh, yeah. Yeah. What was uh, his name? What's the Democrat's name again who won the race? Warnock? Raphael Warnock. Warnock. Warnock ran millions of dollars worth of ads. Herschel Walker didn't have millions of dollars to run those kind of ads. So he got no, those. Uh, no, got the, the, real, the really sorry thing is, uh, uh, who is it? Rick Scott uh, was fundraising using uh, uh, Herschel Walker's name, but he didn't give money to Herschel Walker. For the RNC, and Donald Trump was raising money for Herschel Walker or using his name, but he didn't give Herschel Walker money. He just kept it well, for his own. Uh, you, you said it though to Jim that he's a horrible candidate to begin with. He was a horrible candidate to begin with, but he had no money, and the campaign he did run was not very good. Warnock had a great ground game. I was getting about three text messages a day. <laughs> urging me to get out and vote for Warnock. I Do mean, you, they had every. I, I had people coming to my door, knocking on my door, <laughs> telling me that there are, our freedom is at stake, the future of our country is at stake, and I've got to get out and vote on for Warnock. On their side. On their side or on, on our side? Warnock's side. There, what's no, that? No, you hardly heard anything from, from Walker. So he, was, he, ran some, he ran some lame ads, but that was about it. Well, you know, aren't you surprised? Uh, with, with, what's the guy that had the stroke? Um, um, what uh, was, was it Fetterman? Fetterman. Aren't you surprised that Fetterman won and 
this guy <laughs> could not get anything going for himself. It's just amazing. So, Robert, yeah, basically, are you basically saying? all of. Yep, go ahead. Well, basically, all of Trump's candidates lost. God, that sucks. And you know what? I was very strong supporter of um, Mr. Trump, but um, not anymore. Sorry. No, I'm, I'm done with him. He was a great president. He, he was great. He was, he was a, amazing. He, he was he was entertaining too. <laughs> and, yeah. and I think I think in the past two years he just frittered that all away. Yeah. Robert, are you saying that the Republicans got exactly what they deserved in Georgia? That they didn't help uh, their candidate. They didn't help their candidate. They picked a lousy candidate, A, then B, they didn't help him financially. So the Republicans never went to bat that, for it, it, With one exception, uh, Mitch McConnell, heavily <sighs> funded Warnock's campaign. You know, so Mitch, the Senate leader did fund him. Yes. Mitch kills me. Mitch and uh, what's the other one? Uh, Lindsey. Um, Lindsey Graham. Both of them need to go with, um, what's her name? What's her name? Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. They need to. Why do you make me guess these things? <laughs> because I feel like I play because Jeopardy I forget, when I sit Because next I forget you. names. You're, you're, you're doing pretty well, Jim. You're batting a thousand. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Emperor. They need to hold hands and skippity do that. The, the red sidewalk. What is it? Yell Rick Road, not the red uh, sidewalk. <laughs> Come on, I'm the guy who had the stroke, not you. I am about to have one. Uh, <laughs> so, Robert, <laughs> why do you think the Republicans once again handed the Senate over to the Democrats? Do they not care? Do they know how to election anymore? I, well, I, I think I think Republicans just have bad leadership. I, I, it, unfortunately, it looks like what's her face. Now, now it's time for me to play the game. Uh, <laughs> what's her face? Who, who's the uh, chairwoman of the uh, NRC? Um, Lana, yeah, the one that thought. Uh, Wait a second. He, he almost had it. And I was, would have given it to you. Sorry. Go ahead. Is it Ronald McDowell? Or it's Ronald McDaniel, isn't it? <laughs> Ronald McDaniel. Uh, she's just done a crappy job. She, you know, we need a we need a new leader there. Uh, it's a shame that uh, uh, <laughs> 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 we're all having these senior moments. Um, the guy He's who ran for governor. He's in cracking New York. himself up. Oh, I love you. Um, you know, we, I think we need a lot of new leaders, don't you? Yeah, we do. We do. You know, I, I tell you what, I'm, <laughs> I'm defending Mitch McConnell now because he did come through with money. He was the one, McConnell was the one who financed all of Trump's crappy picks. Uh, so you got to give him credit for that. There's a lot of stuff McConnell does that I don't like, but. He was the one that provided funding for these people when no one else would. So, uh, well, you know, I how? wait a second. Drum roll here. Okay, go guess ahead. What the, guess what the name of the chairwoman is? Ron McDaniel. I'll take a back. Give me applause. <laughs> you looked it up, you cheater. <laughs> Just to confirm that I was right. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, we need a lot of new leaders those, yeah, those we need we need new leadership we, we you know, they new... don't have a message i think i think uh, uh rick scott's gotta go i think ronald mcdaniel's gotta go um donald trump's gotta go the, the Unfortunately. Guy, i'm trying to think of the name of the guy who ran for uh, governor of new york 
ran a great campaign, pulled a lot of Republicans over the finish line. Um, he was supposed to challenge McDaniel for, for RNC uh, leadership, and uh, he backed out today. What about the, the what about the squad, whatever you call them, quad squad, whatever. What about the squad? They need to go too. Yeah, but those are well, Democrats. We no I know they're Democrats. But it's the Republican Party we're trying to shake up here. Uh, we try to shake up everything. The, he um, Trump tried to drain the swamp, right? And they're going after him again. Yeah, they, I mean, it, it really is a shame what happened to him. He was treated very unfairly. Um, but you know how when he said somebody shit. was spying on him, there was somebody spying on him. The Obama administration was spying on. Him. Oh yeah, you want to know why I don't uh, give money? I used to uh, donate to Wikipedia every year. No more. If you want to uh, search for uh, uh, Twitter files and read what uh, read what Wikipedia has to say about it, you're kind of. Um, Pretty much saying that there's nothing there. <laughs> Go away, peasants. We, <laughs> we just had Barbara on, on that. Barbara's been keeping tabs of it for us, and apparently there's quite a bit there. Oh yeah, there's tons there. But but if you would if you are uh, read anything in the mainstream media, they'll tell you there's nothing there. Okay. Uh, it, so, so including. So, so, Including yep. Wikipedia, uh, I, uh, an organization that I used to really love, but now I can't trust them anymore. What is mainstream media? What does it mean? ABC, you can't even, NBC, you, you can't even trust Fox News anymore. You cannot trust any any anybody. I don't know who you go to. Well, I mean, you can't you, you can't take any news media at their word. But Fox does a better job than than uh, most, I would say. I would say so too, especially Tucker. Tucker, yeah, Tucker. I like Tucker, but still, <laughs> I like Martha. Yeah, Mark Martha. <laughs> Anyways, um, it's like you are not informed, um, the way you should be informed. You know, we are, we are being brainwashed left and right. I just don't trust anybody. Do you? Well, yeah, well, you come from a part of the world where that was very uh, justified. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I want your background on brainwashing news. You got all your news from Russia, right? Everything yeah, pretty much, through, pretty much, pretty much, yes. Everything had to go through Pravda first. Pravda meaning truth, right? Pravda means truth, but yeah, we were... Okay, wiping. Well, then, then what's your beef? If they're calling it truth, then you have no... Uh... Robert, Rob, Robert, do you know what we used to do with Pravda? The, <laughs> the truth? We used to wipe our asses with it. Seriously. I, I was <laughs> there to use it like a, it was, it like a Sears catalog. It was, exactly. It was newspaper, and um, we would cut it when we ran out of toilet paper and use it on a toilet. How's that? There's, Boy, your, there's your truth. <laughs> now you're speaking the truth. <laughs> Sorry, Robert. That was nasty. So once again, I think I think your analysis of what happened in Georgia, Georgia actually is very telling, isn't it? Isn't Georgia the tipping point? Shouldn't that speak volumes to the Republican Party having lost uh, Georgia? It, 
it should, but you know, I mean, <laughs> I think the Trump supporters are going to blame uh, uh, the Republican Party, and and the Republican Party is going to blame Trump supporters. And I'm not sure anyone's going to uh, anyone's going to change. We, we we really need new we really need new leadership. That's that's all there is to it. Every and, which you know, way. The great thing. The great thing about Trump and the reason Trump won in 2016 was because he knew that. He We're knew speaking with our Georgia reporter, Robert Weisswich, my brother. Robert has lived in Atlanta for a number of years, and Robert kept his eye on the Georgia election down there for the Senate election for us. Instead, essentially, the Republicans lost simply because they ran a lousy race with a lousy candidate. They had a lazy. They didn't care. They had a lazy candidate. Lazy, they, lousy, whichever. And they whichever. didn't give him any money either. But so uh, the Republicans uh, got what they deserved, leading Robert to say that what we need is a change in Republican leadership, or we'll get the same old thing. We'll never get the Senate, you're saying. Probably never get the White House either. Mr. Vicevich, well, take a bow. You know, yes, sir. I, I tell you what, yes. you, you look at the Senate and the, the the candidates that cost us the Senate were all uh, were all picked by Trump, and uh, you know, we had you? a good. There was a good person in Pennsylvania uh, that could have won, and Trump stepped in and got Oz in, and he lost. And if you can't, if you can't, if you're running against the vegetable and you can't beat him, there's something <laughs> wrong with you as a candidate. <laughs> you are funny. Anyways, thank you so much for the. For the contribution. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Robert. Robert Price, the show reporter in Georgia. If you're running against vegetable, he's the best. You're the best. Thank Ready? you. We want to try and take one phone call before we go. <laughs> if you want, but um, no, we'll just call so it. He is funny. Naturally, he's your brother. So, <laughs> if you're running against vegetable and you cannot win, you get that. Well, I won't back down No, I won't back down You can stand me up at the gate And I won't back down, I'll always stand for a smaller, later, less intrusive government Thank you for joining another Rate of Vice Online podcast I want to thank the Heritage Foundation for giving us Aaron Dinwill and uh, I'm talking about the border crisis. And um, I want to thank the Santos sister, Barbara Vicevich, for talking about Twitter. I'm sorry, Dwindell. Aaron Dwindell, I, I apologize, Aaron, from the Heritage Foundation about the border. And I want to thank the Santos brother, Robert, lives in Atlanta, for his reporting on the virtual Oracle debacle. And thank you all for joining me today no, as well. Back down, you can stand me up at the gates of hell, but I won't back down. Gonna stand my ground, won't be turned around, and I'll keep this world from dragging me down. Gonna stand my ground, and I won't. Back down Hey baby There ain't no easy way out Hey I 
will stand my ground and I won't back down. <laughs> 